Letter 11 of The Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devorah Allen. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter 11 to Lady Stanley. Three days, my Julia, and never met but at meals. Good God! To what can this strange behaviour be owing? You say you tell me every circumstance. Have you had any disagreement? And is this the method your husband takes to show his resentment? Ah, Julia, be not afraid of my showing your letters to my father. Do you think I would precipitate him with sorrow to the grave, or at least wound his reverend bosom with such anguish? No, Julia, I will burst my heart in silence, but never tell my grief. Alas, my sister, friend of my soul, why are we separated? The loss of your loved society I would sacrifice, could I but hear you were happy. But can you be so among such wretches? Yet be comforted, my Julia. Have confidence in the rectitude of your own actions and thoughts. But above all, petition heaven to support you in all trials. Be assured, while you have the protection of the Almighty, these impious, vile wretches will not, cannot prevail against you. Your virtue will shine out more conspicuously while surrounded with their vices. That horrid Lady Besford! I am sure you feel all the detestation you ought for such a character. As you become acquainted with other people, and they cannot be all so bad, you may take an opportunity of shaking her off. Dear creature, how art thou beset? Surely Sir William is very thoughtless. With his experience he ought to have known how improper such a woman was for the protector of his wife. And why must this lord, what's his odious name, why is he to be your escort? Is it not the husband's province to guard and defend his wife? What a world are you cast in? I find poor Wynne has written to her Aunt Bailey, and complains heavily of her situation. She says Griffith is still more discontented than herself, since he is the jest of all the other servants. They both wish themselves at home again. She likewise tells Mrs. Bailey that she is not fit to dress you according to the fashion, and gives a whimsical account of the many different things you put on and pull off when you are, what she calls, high-dressed. If she is of no use to you, I wish you would send her back before her morals are corrupted. Consider, she has not had the advantage of education as you have had, and being without those resources within, may the more easily fall to a prey to some insidious betrayer. For no doubt, in such a place, clowns as well can act the rake as those in higher sphere. Let her return, then, if she is willing, as innocent and artless as she left us. Oh, that I could enlarge that wish! I should have been glad had you had Mrs. Bailey with you. She might have been of some service to you. Her long residence in our family would have given her some weight in yours, which I doubt is sadly managed by Wynne's account. The servants are disorderly and negligent. Don't you think of going into the country? Spring comes forward very fast, and next month is the fairest of the year. Would to heaven you were here! I long ardently for your company, and rather than forego it, would almost consent to share it with the dissipated tribe you are obliged to associate with. But that privilege is not allowed me. I could not leave my father. Nay, I must further say I should have too much pride to come unasked, and you know Sir William never gave me an invitation. I shed tears over the latter part of your letter, where you say, I could be happy, 
superlatively so, with Sir William in a desert, but here it is impossible. Whatever he may think, he would be happy too. At least he appeared so while with us. Oh, that he could have been satisfied with our calm joys, which mend the heart, and left those false delusive ones, which corrupt and vitiate it. Dearest Julia, adieu. Believe me your faithful Louisa Grenville. End of letter 11